nights when the moon is high. The shadows dance, evil will rise. The world between the living and the dead is deadly. So now is the time to let the horror you know again. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Horror You Know Podcast. This is Ian. This is Ian. This is Darren. And this is Trent. Yes. Yes, it is. You look really that confused about that. That was smooth. That yeah. Is, that is all of that's us. Flood. We, didn't, we didn't have to even like point to the direction we were going this time. Just Wells was just it. quick on it. He's just like, I'm in. Yep. Yeah. Well, now that we got that uh, that <laughs> awesome intro out of the way. Now that we all know each other. Now that we've, we've introduced ourselves, I have a story this week for you guys. First story that we've we've done tonight. Stop touching my IU cup. I just noticed a little Archie. On I also want to right I want to say on air live it's whoa, recorded. Whoa. Means just said my IU cup. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, like, dude, aren't you supposed a to be a UK fan? fan? I am a UK fan. I've, That's a I've nice looking cup though, ain't it? I drink out of I drink out of the cup. Because if Trent would have handed me that the cup, goblet. I would have said I only use this cup to drink out of so I can spit it back on you. Yeah. Wow. That's disgusting. Why would you? I use not even a rival of Louisville. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> At that point, you're just being not a, a rival dick. of Kentucky anymore, either. No, that's true. They're really not a rival of anybody. Actually, they kind of <laughs> suck. I mm. <Ooh>. you <laughs> burn. True. Let me give you a little Truth. fist bump on that. Hey man, <laughs> I you was in the tournament this year. So, Where were you at? It don't matter. <laughs> don't the bring, strip club. Don't be bringing up old shit. <laughs> Well, I can't bring up future things. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> All right. Do you guys uh, want to hear my story about the uh, the entity? <laughs> Hold on. The entity. My bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> there are some entities in this movie. <laughs> you had me at first, and then yeah. I was like, oh. Well, well there's, there's some there's some breast assist in this movie. Then yes, by all means. All right. Do you want to hear the story, or do you just want to hear about the breast? I could skip straight straight to the is this like the deja vu? There's a hundred good-looking girls and one ugly one, but we get the ugly one. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's only fair, right? Wait, you got you guys got to share the ugly one. Yeah. I would like you to talk about the breasts with visual representation. I don't want to see Ian's <sighs> breasts. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Were you talking so about you breasts on the internet, or are you talking <laughs> well, about his breasts? The, bre- that's I took the it. breasts from the movie that. Trent went out of his way to look up. I'm just saying, so. I have large hands. I don't know what cup size. Um, uh, Barbara Hershey. Uh, what's her name? Barbara Hershey. Barbara. Barbara Hershey. Barbara. You got yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so this this movie came out in the 80s. Don't ask me the year because I'm, I'm apparently a terrible researcher. But this we'll movie say 81. 81 we're gonna work yeah we'll rough it 81 um all right so i'm gonna dive into this this is the original story and all then right we'll, we'll, trent don't worry we'll get into them titties later it's okay <laughs> i'll see you frothing at the mouth 82. over there 82? 82 i'm pretty sure it was 80 I remember seeing that when I looked it up or something. You're pretty yeah, sure you're wrong. The movie you never watched. Means has nervous. it up on his phone right now, though. <laughs> 82. Uh, he did. He did Google it. I guessed 81. You guessed 80. Yeah. We were both wrong. Although, I, yeah, the link you sent, I I do think it said 80. It doesn't matter. It's 82. Well, that so link anyway. was not to be trusted. <laughs> yeah. Well, it got us through. It was, yeah. it was in it Sri Lankan. It was. I couldn't <laughs> understand the damn it was word. Malware galore. 
I think that's that's what I hear. Um, okay, so anyway, the entity, the true story. The story of Doris, I want to say it's pronounced Bither. The story of Doris Bither in 1974. Doris Bither had four sons and lived in Culver City, California. Now, out of the blue, one night, she claims that she is raped by a ghost, okay? This is based on the theory of spectral rape. Has anybody ever heard this terminology? Nope. Other than me just saying it. Spectral rape goes back to ancient Greek literature and modern scientists have tied this to sleep paralysis, okay? We're familiar with sleep paralysis, correct? Mm. Um, Let me just say this real quick, and then I'm going to ask you guys a question. Sleep paralysis affects 20% of the population. Sleep paralysis is when someone can't talk or move upon waking up or falling asleep and usually lasts on average between two or three minutes. Researchers believe that this is caused by disturbed rapid eye movement or REM. REM. Is that what's happening to you right now? (laughs) (laughs) Something was taking my breath away. This is caused by the rapid eye movement cycle because it mostly happens while people are falling into or coming out of REM sleep. During that stage, their brains normally paralyze the muscles so that they don't act out their dreams. So basically, you're not sitting there flailing around. Are you getting up like if you're dreaming you're running? You don't get up and take off running across your, I almost said living room, but I mean, I don't know why you're sleeping on the couch. So during this, the sleeper is awake or half awake and is aware they cannot move. They also can hallucinate. Studies have shown between 25 to 50% of Americans have had sleep paralysis at least once in their life. Now, as I move and try not to kick the table. Well, that's a fucked up feet. study. That's a big gap. 25 to 50%. <laughs> anywhere <laughs> between 25 to 50. Anywhere between Just a quarter to Just give us our money, half. government. Just give <laughs> us our money. We're doing science here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been sleeping all day. Science. Because of budget cuts, we don't. We only know twenty-five to fifty percent. Well, how can you narrow it down with more money? Has <laughs> anybody here at this table ever experienced sleep paralysis? God damn it, Wells! That's what I was going to ask. Well, earlier. there's four of us, so <laughs> at least one to two of us. One to two. Of us. <laughs> one to two. <laughs> if the stats are true, does anybody have a sleep paralysis story? Not one of us. Do you not have one? I don't. I, I got, saw a funny meme I got on Facebook one today. Not about me though. I've got one. I want to hear yours. Okay, this is about my daughter. My middle daughter, Kaya. She had some kind of sleep paralysis episode last year. And she was on our couch in our living room. And all of a sudden, she started like low low kind of range moaning and then screaming from that. It was like, oh, and all of a sudden, just, ah, and it just screaming. built. Yeah, it just built up. Was she screaming like the girl in an American haunting? <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. I I got I jumped up out of bed, fought probably like phantoms like I always do, and I'm just scared. Woke it's up. just shadow I boxing do. down the I hallway. Do. Ask Nora to tell you the stories because they're funny. I can't. Like wait. I've I've fought a sheep before for like a minute, a full minute. <laughs> you say a whip, sheep or a sheep? A sheet. Oh, I was whipping that sheep's ass. So anyway, <laughs> it's uh, like why is there a random sheep in your house? <laughs> Piss off, <Well>. ghosts! <laughs> I'll so, give you that uh, what for. 
So she was in there screaming, and I come in there, and she said that she was awake, totally awake, and there was a little boy staring at our blank screen oh, in God. the dark. Oh, God. And I was like, what the fuck? And she was like, yeah. He was like staring and just staring at the screen, at the blank screen, just standing in the middle of the room looking at it. And, and I said, you were like how many feet away from him? She's like, I was like five feet away from him, and I couldn't move. Now, did he like, turn around at creepy. one point and say, they're here? Mm. Mm. Creep me out. Yeah, that's pretty creepy. I told her it was probably a lucid dream. I mean, she was kind of awake, but her brain was still sending images to her head. What'd you do for her? That makes sense. Tell her to go back to sleep. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) What the hell am I supposed to do? Well, yeah. What? what She's like twenty years old, twenty-one years old. I feel like my heart would be racing so much. Like, even if she's not, though. Even if she's not. Even if she's like twelve to seventeen. What do you do? No matter yeah. the, sorry, I just hit the table. But what, what, what would you do? I mean, she's got to go back to sleep yeah. eventually. There's think, really nothing I think she you like turned the TV on and then like watched TV for a while and just fell asleep. Tried to like TV fill on. your head yeah. with happy thoughts. Did you really just go back to sleep on this little ghost boy is just hanging out? You don't have room? a choice, man. Like, here's the thing. Like, so if if you experience this and you and and you think you're awake, because like I said, you guys haven't experienced it. It happened to me one time. It happened to somebody I know once. It happened to me once. Okay. So my personal experience is this is so fucked up. I don't know if I want to tell the story. All right. I do yeah, want to tell did. it, but it's just fucking, it, it's You terrifying. woke up and your dick was in somebody's. Oh, no, that happens all the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're like, how'd this get here? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> and then, and then, dick and then a spirit, paralysis. And then a, and then a spirit <laughs> says, <laughs> <laughs> that's from an earlier episode anyway so what personally happened to me one night the current apartment i'm living in i live alone and my bedroom you guys have all been in my bedroom oh yeah i mean i've never talk, even been in your house talk about it you haven't been in I've my apartment been, you've been outside of my apartment I've, never yeah been. i've knocked on your door Yes. I'll I don't know where he lives either. So. You, you didn't invite him in. It's like a vampire. <laughs> you going to invite me across the threshold? I don't know why I give people weird fucking accents. I've never understood all that the about same me. Too. Yeah. It's like Eastern Bloc European. <laughs> That's European, Swedish, Transylvanian, same accent. American. Floridian. That's <laughs> So I'm laying in my bed. So the way my bedroom is set up is... There's my bed. I have a window behind me. There's a closet in front of me. Off to my left is a doorway. I could see straight into the hallway into my kitchen. Um, you guys know. You've been in my bedroom. So I, I can see into the kitchen. I mean, obviously, I can't really see anything because it's completely dark. I'll keep the lights off. Uh, as of right now, the only thing you can see is the light from my air fryer illuminating off of the wall mm, in there. It's a good That's important. See. Yeah. Sometimes I just like to admire it and just know, just knowing it's there. Uh, the only other light I could also see is a faint light from the microwave. Okay. So that's the only light kind of illuminating in my kitchen when I'm sleeping. And when I, if I need to get up and go to the bathroom, I'll get up, walk out the door, immediately turn to the right. So I don't ever really like have to turn. Why are you fucking creeping on me like that? I don't really have to turn on, on the light to go to the bathroom, but I'll kind of, I have a very small hallway going there. So I'll turn that on. There is a reason I'm telling you this. It affects the dream. Okay, so looking out there, and then you, you from my bedroom, you can't see my living room. It's just straight into the kitchen, okay? This, this still fucks with me to this day. Is Luckily, he's, knock on. He's crying. He's shook. He's so shook. 
luckily. Crying, folks. <laughs> Actually, a little bit. I came into this crying, though. So, needless to say, I'm asleep. I think I'm asleep, okay? Nighttime, I go to sleep. I wake up during the daytime, like most people do, okay? So, I'm laying there, and you guys don't have the same setup as me, but you know when you're sleeping on your back, when you're lying on your back, Trent, mm-hmm. imagine that for me. Okay. When you wake up and you look forward, the first thing you see, okay, is whatever's whatever's in front of you guys. And that's a sight you're used to seeing, okay? Do you just wake up like the Undertaker? <laughs> Do I just rise out of fucking bed? Okay, so... He rises like Nosferatu. <laughs> yes, I just right out of my coffin. So, I'm laying there one night asleep on my back. And the last thing I see is like into the kitchen area. Well, in the middle of this, like me sleeping, I th- like I'll wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, you know, as we all do. And I wake up, <clears throat> excuse me, I wake up, and I think I'm waking up to go to the bathroom. So I, I'm, I wake up, I don't sit up, I can't move, okay? I can't move. And at this point in my life, I was probably, I, I mean, I don't know my, I was in my 30s. I know that. And uh, I can't move. This has never happened to me before. So, and it, like, I, I legit thought I was awake and I'm starting to freak out. I'm like, why the fuck can't I move? Because I could see into the hallway. It's the same fucking sight that I see every night before I fall asleep or like the first thing I see when I wake up. And then when the light comes in from the living room and hits the kitchen, that's what I see. Okay. But now I can see into the kitchen. Okay. I can see into the kitchen, even though I can tell, I can feel it's still nighttime problem with this is the kitchen light is illuminated in red not only that there's a fog like coming up from the kind of like the undertaker there's a mist a fog rising up from the floor not in the bedroom the bedroom looks normal it's in my hallway into my kitchen okay are you in the after or what's that place called the ether the The ether oh never mind you're thinking of a different show. Yeah. Upside down. The yeah. upside down. But the ether. Yeah. It's kind of like that. And, His and, landlord comes in. Hey, I forgot to tell you. We're spraying for both. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> this red we light's had, to draw them out. <laughs> we had to do it in the middle of the night to get them all. Sorry about that, bud. You just shh, go back to sleep. <laughs> but won't that. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, um, I see red, like a red a red light it was almost like somebody had taken the light bulbs out and changed it with like those like cheesy like red light bulbs you know what i'm talking red about you guys. Di- yeah we go there a lot uh, not the red light district red oh, light oh okay yeah. so i see this i see this light i see this fog and then i start hearing this like ominous like demonic like chanting was it like like in the entity no it didn't sound like my, my washer that. my washer gee, makes that gee, noise gee, and sometimes gee, gee, gee. <laughs> my washer makes that that's what that's was it like all I kept the, thinking uh, the whole time was like a washing machine just fucking smacking against the wall because it's unlevel was it like the uh, tribe from Temple of Doom Kalima uh <laughs> yes think think that it wasn't Kalima they were chanting something and it was it, it sounded like multiple people um kind of sound like a john williams score 
Well, I'm never coming over again, so <laughs> hear me out. So I hear this. I'm looking. I see the red light. I see the fog. I can hear, like, the chanting of multiple voices, and it's very low-toned, okay? So now I can't move. I, I think I'm awake because it just it feels like Some how I'm looking at you guys. in your kitchen. That's what, it's, that's what it feels like. And Baking my, a pie for you. Yeah. As long as they weren't baking me into the pie. So, you know what? Now that that you mentioned that, I just, what if, what if like a fucking demon would have walked around the corner in an apron, like a kiss the cook apron with a warm apple or cherry pie in his hand? Do you have any paprika in the kitchen? (laughs) Can't find it. (laughs) Do you want any ice cream with this? Because I'm going to have to run to the store. You don't have any ice cream. And oh, I didn't know you were stealing. Do you like Blue Bell? I'm just arms crossed over my over my fucking chest like Nosferatu, like you said, and I'm just like, yeah, Rocky Road. <laughs> so I hear this. I thank you guys for making light of the situation that fucking traumatized me from a few years ago. So like I said, like I think I'm awake, and I hear this noise. And have you ever like felt something but didn't see it? Like you feel like okay, for example, we're sitting here like. Like if somebody was going to walk up behind you and you can feel their presence coming up, but you can't see them out of your periphery or anything, you just feel somebody walking uh, up. My Cub Scout leader when I was, I mean, what? nothing. I've never no. felt anything. No. I'm not talking about the hands <laughs> on your shoulders. It's like, Darren, you seem tense. Why are you in my tent? This is my tent now. Anyway. Oh, well, oh you're about to pinch a tent. Um, <laughs> but you guys know what I'm saying. Like, Trent's so ready for bed. I think I'm. I'm ready for the the fucking the parent in this the story. story. <laughs> He's been telling him for a while. Because right. it felt like it went on forever, and you guys keep interrupting me. <laughs> so, Mr. Boy Scout. So over I'm here. trying, to, trying ask, to tell jokes I'm to just, spice it up. I appreciate that, but I'm just trying to like ask you guys, like, do you know what I do you know what I mean by feeling somebody like walking up behind you, not your cut scout or, yeah. your, or your priest? Yeah. You think somebody's there? Yeah. Oh, I don't feel it behind me. I feel like somebody, I can feel that somebody is in the other room. I live alone. I feel like somebody's in the other room and they're about to walk around the corner. So now, I already have like bad anxiety anyway. Now, like I feel really anxious. My heart's bad. I was over there that night putting Christmas lights up for you. Damn it, Trent. I was singing under my breath while I was doing so. I'm sorry. Is that, was that the month you, was that the time you bought all that? No. When I sing to myself, Please, no. it's kind of a low Please register, swear. huh? Please, God, no. What is going on in this episode right now? <laughs> this is the night we that Trent about... came over to decorate and he had all that dry ice. <laughs> right? Trying to spread a little holiday cheer. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like something is about to come around the corner. I hear this chanting. I see this. I'm freaking the fuck out. Can't move. Can't move a muscle. Can't sit up. Can't turn my head. All I can see is in, into the uh, kitchen. And something is about to turn the corner because my laundry room goes into my kitchen. I know something's about to come around that corner. And I feel a presence. And right when something's about to come out, it changes. It changes to my actual kitchen. Like I had woke up, essentially. And the light, like, from the sun was in there. So it's morning at this point. Hmm. So I, I fell asleep, slept through the night, thought I woke up in the middle of the night was seeing this shit. Turns out I wasn't actually awake. I immediately wake up, and then I could see. And a jolt. Were you like? I did, actually. 
Um, I did. I jumped up. I've woken up like that before. You've woken up like that, or like you're talking about like right before you're about to fall asleep? Because that's the thing too. That's well, a message from your brain telling both. your body to sense that jolt because you're falling asleep too fast. Yeah. Okay, so it's kind of like that, and I, I spring forward and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ! I think I actually screamed that. And I'm, Fuck! <laughs> Grab my chest, and because I'm you know I'm pouring with sweat and I'm I'm freaking out, and I get up and I'm like, Yep, yeah, well I'm up for the fucking ever. I'm never going to sleep again. <laughs> uh, that's the one time that happened to me personally and i i don't know it could just be could be sleep paralysis a lot of people claim that uh that that's a form of like astral projection and stuff like that i don't know if i necessarily believe in that and i'm not sure if like what we just brought up what i brought up about the sleep paralysis and uh everything if 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 that's a real thing because like i said 25 to 50 percent of americans have this that's a very large gap i agree with you guys um, I know you guys have never experienced it before, but after me telling you that story, do you believe in that? Or do you think that maybe I was just having a very vivid dream? I think you had too many daughter? drinks before you went to bed. No, I don't think I drank at that time. I don't think I, like, I think I was still like, uh, sober. I wasn't an alcoholic yet. <laughs> sad yet. ending. I think that's actually why I became an alcoholic. I don't um, believe in it. Like, well, I, I mean, I think it could happen. I'm sure. I mean your brain's showing you things in your head while you're like lucid dreaming. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're kind of consciously aware, but at the same time still dreaming. And then when you fully come awake and everything you saw it was daytime. Yeah. And I feel like, like what I was just saying to Trent about your brain sending that pulse through your body to jolt you awake Mm -hmm. because it thinks you're falling asleep too fast. I also think there's a possibility that my brain could feel like the fact that like, my heart rate is rising, I'm freaking out, and I'm having a really bad dream, and I think it sent me that jolt to wake me the fuck up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, and I think this, like, uh, with uh, your daughter, you said it was Kaya, right? Yeah. That, uh, had that, and she was sleeping in the living she room. She still swears up and down there was a kid, like a ghost kid in our house. And it only happened to her once, right? It only happened one never time. Never coming over to your house now either. God. And, like... I've never noticed a ghost in my house. <laughs> Lived there since it was built. Because you're not scared. You're not scared enough to see it. Maybe that's what it is. Well, do you also believe it could be for the fact that you don't necessarily believe in that style of ghost that you just believe in? uh... Yeah, probably. I I mean, I guess my point is what kind of style of ghost I believe in. Well, you said you believe that uh, it's not just you. You think it's like kind of like what you say. You've mentioned this several times, not like an alternate dimension, but like. A loop almost. Plane of existence. existence They could be tapping into our Mm -hmm. reality from another realm. Right. Not just a spirit stuck in a loop because it can't cross over type type shit. Yeah. I don't see that too often. Well, all I know is this fucking... (laughs) I'm not one of those 25 to 50 percenters. Oh, you're in the other 50 to 100 percent. 50 to 75 percenters. So, uh, So, I don't know, man. That... I haven't told a lot of people that story. And now I just fucking told everybody because I just realized that this all one hundred of them. Uh, yes, <laughs> and uh, 100, 103, You guys are you guys a part of that hundred? But that that thing, um, I've like I said, I haven't told a lot of people because it, it literally scared the absolute fucking shit out of me, and that could be why I struggle to sleep to this day. Um, so, so like I said, it's only happened to me once in the almost thirty six years I've been on this earth. 
so hopefully that was just a fluke, <laughs> just a one-time thing. Like you said, it was just a very vivid, lucid dream. Um, I've got another situation I'm not going to get into because that's a lengthy story as well. I'm going to go ahead. I do think that I might have experienced it one time, but I also think that maybe it was just because I just watched The Grudge. Because Okay, that could have a lot to do with it, but what <laughs> happened? It was when I lived with you and your dad. I just remember like waking up and I thought I saw that ghost like hovering over me and I just remember like looking up at it. So that was his dad just standing <laughs> over your bed, I think. Where's the rent? So um <laughs> so there was this one time he was staying with us and our rooms were right next to each other. My dad's room was across the living room on the other side. Ian claims, (laughs) I was asleep one night. Ian claims that, I say claims, I believe you. He said, he said, did your, did your dad get up in the middle of the night? I was like, yeah, but he's got a bathroom in his bedroom. So he doesn't like come out into the living room. He may like come out and get like a glass of water or something. Wait, why do you ask? And he's like, well, I don't think your dad would have done this anyway, but it sounded like at like what, like three o'clock in the morning or something like that. He's like, it sounded like somebody was running across the living room floor. I was like. I don't think my dad needed to get a drink that bad to where he just fucking sprints out of the bedroom, (laughs) runs into the kitchen. (laughs) Yeah, I still can't explain that. But I was definitely not asleep because I'm pretty sure I was playing a game. Now I think I can explain it because the room I stayed in, uh, on the other side of the the wall, was the outside pasture, and we had horses at the time and stuff, and I could hear the horses running through the pasture sometime. And I think that might have been what you heard, but you thought it was out in the living room. Mm-hmm. And since so you're you didn't, saying his dad is as big as a horse, is what you're saying? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> My dad was running on all fours yeah, on the his face hooves. of a horse, the head of a <laughs> the head of a dog, head of a dog, kangaroo Wings body, of a bat. <laughs> the eyes of a bat and the ears of a snake. How many times are we going to reference that movie tonight? I don't know. As many as it takes. All right, let me get back into uh, let me get it back into the story here, old Doris. So I I, I don't. I don't have anything on the noise that the ghost made when it well like the entity made when it would appear, but I agree that noise. Did you have trouble distinguishing at first if it was the noise the spirit was making or if it was like just cheesy eighties music? Because at first I was like, are they all hearing that or is that just the terrible like sound? No, I I think I always thought it was just bad music because it bugged me and took me out of the movie every time. Yeah, that was like the worst part of the movie for me. It sounded like a laundry machine that was off kilter. Yes, and it was just. It reminded me of a bad version of Suspiria's soundtrack. I don't know if you've ever heard Suspiria's 1970s soundtrack, where it's like ah, la la la, and it's like doo, 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 doo. it's That's like thunderstruck is what you're. <laughs> ah, but uh, yeah, it was like a bad version of crappy metal techno from the 80s really yeah it, it would have been fine but like i said i was having trouble distinguishing i'm like why would the entity make that noise like i can honestly say the music in this movie didn't bother me at all not even a little input. bit he, he didn't watch the movie this. good input wells okay so doris claimed to be haunted by three count them three entities okay she claimed two were the smaller creatures that were that would hold her down while the largest one would rape her she actually mentions this in the movie she says at first she just felt the one in her bedroom and the sheets were over top of her she couldn't see anything she woke up she starts screaming billy i'm close so the kids come running into the room by the way so it wasn't an Eastern European accent. <laughs> Billy. So. Oh, Billy. Billy. Timmy. Why you do this to me, Billy? So Billy 
and there were two other kids. Was it? I think it was a boy and a girl. Mm-hmm. However, in the original story, Doris had four boys. Mm. Four boys, no girls. Boys. Boys. So she claims in the movie that these entities hold her down while the bigger one rapes her. This is the second time it happens. Now, if you remember, you won't remember because you haven't seen it. She actually has bruising around her ankles and on her inner thighs and like in and a bunch of like random places around there and around back and stuff. She claims in the movie, there's no way I could have done these to myself. Where her, where it was located, she definitely could have reached there on yeah. her inner thighs. Give herself a cow bite. Yeah. And then on her ankles, she I, I feel like she could have done that too. Yeah. So that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, well, I mean, I don't really see any other way. Like if it was stuff like on her back. <laughs> it's a weird choice of words. Kind of rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> well. All right. So her sons claim to be witnesses to this activity. Not the actual, like, raping, but um, things being tossed around, things being broken. Um, Just like in the movie where her mirror gets broken, like, the glass shatters and everything. Definitely an embellishment. Not to that extreme, but, I mean, it was... there There were things, like, you know, allegedly happening. And her oldest, his name was Brian, uh, was attacked and thrown when he tried to help his mother, um... Kind of like, again, the the movie. Uh, Brian runs in, sees his mom being, you know, raped. I put in quotations by this this entity, by this ghost. He sees something. So she screams for help. He runs over to help. He gets thrown across the room. And he looks back. And what he sees, he describes as like a fog. A fog kind of like, like a mist over, like surrounding her. Okay. Several times they say they've seen this fog, this mist, and they say that uh, they say that sometimes it has the silhouette of an actual man, like torso up. He has no legs. It's me, actually. <laughs> has no legs. So what's he? What's he using? <laughs> I'm sorry. What's he using for what, Trent? Nothing. <laughs> for legs? It's for legs. How's he standing? <laughs> he just floats. He's oh, a floating okay. torso. He's like the phantom limb from the Venture Bros. Uh, so the attack went on for several years, she claims. Okay, so in 1974, Doris contacted parapsychologist Barry Taff about experiences she was having. And weirdly, it's it's very close to the movie. She's at this, like, bookstore or whatever, and she's with somebody else, and they're talking, and she overhears... Um, these two guys from the university talking about paranormal stuff again, just like the movie. It's pretty spot on. And she says, "Well, my house is actually haunted." That really happened. Yeah, that seemed and like such a cheap like movie. Yeah, well, that was a real that was a real story that really right happened. Next yeah, and what are the odds, right, that you happen to be like standing? Oh, right you guys next are talking professor of bullshitology. Excuse ah. me. Well, uh, can't have a notice that you're reading a book about um, the paranormal. I got a story. Maybe for she you. just like loitered in the ghost section of the book. She just waited, waited for people waiting to come for people in. to talk. Well, are you reading she ghost just, books? She yet? just pops up behind behind the <laughs> books. Or do you think it's like one of those like cheesy scenes from a movie where they take the book out and her face is right there <laughs> and she's just fucking staring at them? They both reach for the same book. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so Barry Taff. Oh Barry. Barry Taff at the time was working in a parapsychology lab ran by Thelma Moss. So Tav contacts 
Carrie Gaynor about assisting on an interview with Doris about her paranormal claims. So this brings up some information about apparently Doris Doris had a substance abuse problem along with traumatic childhood experiences. It doesn't necessarily like the movie go into to weird thoughts like like where there was like sexual allegations like from her like father or anything like that. And uh, also, did you guys find it weird in the movie? Well, please let me know if you found this weird about the movie. That uh, all of a sudden, her psychologist out of nowhere like brings up the fact that he thinks that she has sexual sexual thoughts about her son. That kind of came out of nowhere, right? Yeah. Just like the entity. <laughs> yeah. All right, thanks. I don't know. I... No comments, I guess. Trent, do you have anything to say? This is a hard topic to nice input, joke about. I mean, I get that she was supposed to be a young mother and had the <laughs> oldest kid at a young age. and He was around 16. Yeah. I know in the movie that was a full-grown man. but Well, I mean, I remember watching it thinking, like, gosh, why does she have this randomly old kid that's like... Well, and that's Hispanic. the thing, too... <laughs> Not that that matters. Right? Well, no, they anything. they do explain it later because I said something to you about that, and I was just like, it's weird that she has a full blown Hispanic son, and she's. But he not supposedly Hispanic. looks just like the dad too. Yeah, who so. was full full blooded um, Hispanic. Now, creepy as it sounds, I, I can see why they would suggest. I even told you, like, when I started the movie, I was like, I was like, man, did you feel like? And this is before, like, I got to the the part where the psychologist brings up the fact that she could have a thing for her son. I was like, she walks up behind him in that first scene and like embraces him and it looks like she was like kissing him almost like on the nape of the neck and I thought this was like a young lover <laughs> you said that at least five times this season I love nape it. of the neck t-shirt yeah I didn't know if he was supposed to be a kid or not at first. and then he says weird. mom and I was like wait a minute it's his pet name for him <laughs> mama so when the investigators arrive at the home they notice this home is in shambles okay and what I mean by that is this place is very broken down. It's, it's not like the movie at all either. Like, apparently, it was a. Uh, it had been twice condemned by the state, Come and on. she was living in this place. Okay, so her sons told the investigators that they always felt like their ears needed to be popped, like there was some sort of pressure going on in this house. Mm-hmm. No matter what room they were in, they they just constantly felt this this pressure like your ears needed to be popped but then when they left the house allegedly like everything was fine okay i mean crazy yeah so the problem with this is paranormal investigators they they say they hear that but none of them actually say that uh that they agree with this that they think yeah there's this weird pressure i think my ears need to be popped too the only thing they said was it, it smelled really rancid in there like like old like nasty like meat that needed to be rotten meat that needed to be thrown out well yeah i mean if this place is so like dilapidated and it's breaking down and it's twice condemned then you know the walls are probably rotting at this point right dead cats under stuff (laughs) well there could be like dead rodents you know underneath of the house dying and then the ventilation system and kind of you know what i mean like Mm -hmm when it kicks on um so it could be jensen's foot <laughs> what 
Her foot blanket. Her foot is pretty rancid. I mean, I would go she with got you a rotten that. foot. <laughs> it's pretty bad. She, she said she shouldn't. We shouldn't worry about the smell of this blanket because it's probably her feet or something. <laughs> I was oh, like, what? Shit. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, We're putting our food all over it <laughs> and our hands. It's getting washed. We the cat you. was eating. We love you, Jensen. Even though you don't listen to this podcast, she'll never know. She'll never know. So Taff and Gaynor, uh, they notice that there's some tension between the, the, the boss and Doris. And especially with her oldest, Brian, who was 16 at the time. So she t- she tells the investigators about her believing to be raped by these spirits. She even presented the scars and bruises to them. And they were shocked when they saw them, okay? Makes sense. You know, you see all these bruises. You're like, holy shit, where the fuck all these things come from? Again, she she really could have done those to herself. I'm not mm-hmm. saying she did. So Doris presented these bruises, and when she, because she didn't think Taff or Gaynor believed her, which at the time they kind of go on record saying that they didn't. And I guess like that first night they went into the house and uh, talked to her. So they see the house. She said the house was haunted. Okay, that she has spirits in her house. And she thinks there's a few of them in there. So when they get into this house and they see how broken down it is, then she starts telling the story about how I was raped by a ghost. These two look at each other, like when she's not looking, and they just kind of roll their eyes. They're like, oh, God, here we go. Um, so obviously, like, from the get-go, they don't believe her. And they just kind of, like, roll with it at that point. You know, because they're already there, so they figured, like, okay, well, I'll just go ahead and hear what she has to say. So, Taff and Gaynor talk about some of Doris's... Uh, no, I'm sorry. She, they... Before I get to the friends part, she she's talking to Taff and Gaynor. Taff and Gaynor look at each other, you know, give each other the kind of like, oh, God, there we go. And uh, they leave, and they said, okay, you know, um, here's what we think. They, they think that something psychological is going on with this woman. So they tell Doris, they suggest Doris go to a psychologist. They actually suggest someone. Uh, I don't remember the name of the psychologist, but they suggest the psychologist. They say, go to this person, tell them we referred you. Okay. So like a little over a week later, I'm sorry, am I boring you? <laughs> so. So a little over a, uh, a week later, she actually calls them back and tells them that uh, that there's some more stuff going on. Okay, so Taff and Gaynor decide, okay, we're going to look into this a little bit more. And they interview some of uh, Doris's friends and, and family and stuff. And they told investigators that they, they've seen and heard the spirits in the home as well. And they were afraid to go back over there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking saucers away from me. <laughs> So Doris believed that the the two smaller entities, the two smaller entities that held her down, were Asian men. What? That's racist. Yeah, <laughs> that's racist as fuck. She she's like, there's a large one, and there's these two little Asian men that hold me down. Whoa, 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 whoa! How do you know they're Asian? Well, like I said, they're two tiny men <laughs> with their tiny little hands. But Doris. Have you seen them? No, but come on. they got to be Asian. Isn't that fucked up? That's pretty messed up. Who says that? They're Asian. She gives gives nothing to back this up, by the way. 
She doesn't give a like, well, I saw them and they're clearly Asian. Or I heard them speaking and they were speaking another language. Sounds like it could have been around Asia. <laughs> no. She's just like. It's like the. <laughs> tiny man, tiny hands. Tiny man, tiny hands. Got to be Asian. Two of them. What were you going to say? Uh, it's like that part from Cable Guy where the guy's. I think they might have been Asian. <laughs> they were speaking another language and it sounded like it was Asian. <laughs> no one's going to know that quote where I'm like that. Yeah, that was actually Doris. <laughs> that sounds like that's where they got it from. Yeah. It was so fucking weird. Like when I read that, uh, she's. And then they stole money on my purse. They could have been Irish. <laughs> they could have been Irish. <laughs> She, she said the she said the tiny Asian men would hold her down while the large one raped her. Now she never says what she thinks the ethnicity is of the bigger one. But he was large. But he was a large man, and I know for a fact the two tiny ones were Asian. Is he like Samoan or something? <laughs> They're all pretty big guys. She didn't, she didn't call anybody out but the Asian. That's weird. That is weird. And racist. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand, like, where that comes from. Like, I don't understand, like, why she just, like, she just, like, why is that important? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. two things. First, first she describes them as creatures, and now they're Asian creatures. So that's even more fucked up. Clearly hates Asians. So she, it's like that Bill Burr joke. He's fucking Asians. <laughs> now just preempt the fuck. These Asian motherfuckers. So... I don't understand, like, why she's telling the story. She can't just be like, all right, look, so here's what I believe is happening. I have bruises around my ankles and my wrists. So I feel like there's uh, there's two entities holding me down while another one gets on top of me and rapes me. I can literally feel this thing inside of me. It's the worst feeling in the world. Boom. There's the story, okay? Doris takes a different approach. Doris says, well, I'm being held down by these two Asian men. <laughs> And this larger one gets on top of me. Whoa, 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 What? Why do you have to bring up that they could be Asian? Well, that's important to the story. I think they're gonna go out ghost hunting and be like, "That's them." Nope. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're not Asian. Move along, that's, spirits. That's not them at all. <laughs> so Tav and Gaynor decide. All right. You know what? We've heard a lot. Let's just. You know, for research purposes, let's go ahead and set up some equipment in here in the home and start investigating. So the reason they do this is obviously, like, they don't say this, but I'm going to guess for their own gain because they're paranormal researchers. So if they bring this equipment in, they can actually catch something. Obviously, it would keep their funding going. You know what I mean? Because, like, if they're not presenting any evidence, you're not going to continue to get funded for for no fucking reason. I mean, just ask the guys from Ghostbusters. So... (laughs) So anyway, and they also say it's because they want to help the family because they really do like like the family and they feel like, you know, they're they're traumatized and they want to kind of get to the bottom of why. Is it because they're actually being haunted? Is there a psychological problem? Because if there is, they feel like it's a responsibility to help the family and not just the mother, but like if the mother is like unstable, she has these these four boys. So you got to obviously try to get them out of this situation, right? So... They asked Doris where most of the activity occurred, and she told them it was in the bedroom. Wow, wow. Makes sense, right? I mean, if yeah. you're going to be... I don't want to say this out loud. If you're going to be raped by a ghost, 
obviously like it would probably be where you sleep the most which would obviously be her bedroom fair enough um i don't see anything else like in this story to where she says like i was in the bathroom and then it just kind of takes me or like i'm in the i'm in i'm doing laundry and this happens she she says it's mainly in her bedroom um the reason i thought that was important to bring up to you guys is because of what i said earlier about sleep paralysis you know, if you're mm-hmm. if if you're falling asleep, you're in your bed, and if you have sleep paralysis, you will have vivid hallucinations. And she could have had these vivid hallucinations of somebody holding her down. Um, I'm not gonna break it down into they were Asian. It could have been anything holding her down while something else climbs on top of her and and does this fucked up act. And I, I think it, it could have been one of those things like where it was sleep paralysis. I think that's why it was brought up in the original story. So um, they asked her to lay on the bed and start cussing at the entities, just screaming profanity, right? Like like Asian slurs or they don't they don't they don't specify there was any there was any slurs of I hope not. I of, of that, they just say that she's supposed to start cursing. So they they claim to have witnessed a green mist form around Doris. Okay, they said the mist appeared in the shape of a man. I watched an interview with Taff. Was it Gainer? No, it was Taff. So Taff tells this interview about um, about that specific story. He claims that the few times a few times they were there um she would she would lay down and she would be surrounded by this mist uh like i just said and then the other part of that is there would be green orbs flying around the room like lightning quick and again that's in the movie if you guys remember there's those green balls of light like shooting around mm-hmm. her everywhere uh, they they claim that 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 they really saw that in person. I don't know if it was that vivid and that defined. So you're saying these pseudoscience doctors that are getting funding from the government are claiming to see this without any video or audio or any kind of photographic proof? Oh, that's the thing. They, okay, they did I get vid- you. they did video and photograph it. Nothing shows up. Nothing shows up oh, on the video or photograph. The only th- you can't the, photograph a ghost. The only proof they have is what they saw with the naked eye. Mm. Mm. Now give me $2 million to finish this study. And again, this goes back to what I was saying about the paranormal research, right? Mm-hmm. You don't catch anything on film. You don't catch anything on, 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 on camera, video, anything, right? And again, technology wasn't as advanced back then, but still you'd catch like you would think you would catch like this ball of light or something yeah. right so the only thing is have you guys have you guys seen the picture it's like a black and white picture of Doris sitting in her bed and she's look she looks like drained she just she looks very vivid, like visibly upset she's got her hand over her face like this everybody's sitting around her and um what's her last name again Doris uh name? bithers b i t h e r s like smithers <laughs> bithers uh, yes, sir. she's sitting <laughs> she's sitting there and above her there's this arc above her of light okay mm-hmm. like this right above her head about right here this is like this 
And uh, that I can already see it from here. That's the exact picture. Let's pass that around. So Tav says in an interview that that light, um, they can't actually see in person. So what they mm-hmm. saw was like the green orbs and, and everything, and they just happened to snap that picture, and they just happened to catch that. And he talks to some sort of like camera expert or something and they say oh there's no way to fake that i've never seen anything like that before that can't be explained by anyone Mm -hmm. and um it's inexplicable yeah so brian the oldest boy who's around 16 brian claims to the investigators a few nights after their investigation that when he played certain type of music the activity would increase so taff comes over and says, okay, so you said that when you play certain music, the activity increases. Is there anything in particular? And, and Brian says, yes. He says, so what What could you play right now to provoke the spirits? Because I, I want to hear it. I want you to turn on the music, and I, I want to see you know, what happens. What do you think Brian played? And remember, it's mid-70s. Black Sabbath. <laughs> So he plays some Black Sabbath, and Taff says almost immediately orbs started appearing around the room. Those green orbs are shooting around the room again. They like them some Sabbath. Ozzy just rises out of the fog. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bites the head off a bat. Ah! Candles gathered in the masses. What's that second one? I don't know. That looks cool, but I can't read what it is. Is there, a different, so is there a different picture? It's tied into this movie somehow. I want to see this picture. It looks like shapes. lightning, but it's not stills from the movie. I don't hmm. think this article specifies. It's just saying no. that they are shots from that they took, basically. There's, there's two or three like pictures like that, though. But That kind of looks like the lightning from the end yeah. of the movie. Right. Those cheesy 80 lightning bolts that... Zzzz. Well, I'm doing this so so like the fucking fly. <laughs> Brando fly. That's a good movie. The fly with Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, that, that, I like that movie. It's not too bad. It's, it creeps. We'll me find out a true job. story that goes with it. I know there are flies. In there the are world. flies. <laughs> this picture is pretty fucked up. I I never read anything about them saying that somebody had lightning bolts snatching anyone out of the sky and also like it just every, looks like an old picture though so maybe somebody doctored it but here's the thing here's the funny part about this picture can i zoom in on this so like, so like everybody's freaking out right check out my man right here not fucking faced whatsoever he just he's like that dude watching the alien movie <laughs> the chest burster scene yes. that's got to be where the lightning bolts in the movie came from though because i just felt like they were kind of weird and out of place otherwise yeah. like why are there weird lightning bolts well, and Taff is claiming that everybody in the room, and again, they do not pick this up on camera at all, but he says that basically what I told you guys earlier, that there's a silhouette of a man from torso up. Ozzy. That you can you can, you can can see his torso, you can see his face, and it looks like a man, and it's like a green mist, and there's an outline of a, you know, of a body, and then he's, he stands there for a minute, staring at them and then he just fucking disappears out of nowhere investigators are there a lot just like they are in the movie they're there a lot okay 
The issue with them being there a lot is now Taff and Gaynor are claiming that the longer they're there, the less activity is happening. Okay. Now there's still stuff happening allegedly like things moving and like hearing things and stuff like that. But as far as like, um, Doris claiming to be raped and, um, other things happening like that, uh, they're no longer happening according to them. Now, do you think that could be, you know, to the fact that everybody's there? So if everybody's there, like, you know, like she's, do you think it's convenient that she's not being attempted rape by the spirit anymore because there's people sitting there? Do you, do you think this thing would have gave a shit? Because what are these people going to do? You know what I mean? Like if everybody's sitting around, like you think it's going to stop? Like just because there's a, a few people sitting in your living room? Maybe he's shy and can't perform. <laughs> I can't do this. Performance anxiety. Oh my God. I can't get it up with him you in the just, room. Just going to stay there and watch? You bunch of watchers? <laughs> just like covering himself with a robe. Hey, Wang, Chang, what do you think? Should we do this? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Wang and Chang. Sweet Poon Wow. We are at we at the horror you know podcast are not like trying to downplay rape. We're downplaying this story. <laughs> it's the story. Um, it's fucked up. It's in general. This is a comedy you, horror podcast. Yeah, so, so it's just like it's just like, I don't know. It's it's awful convenience. I just, just don't like, understand. Did he get stage fright once once everybody gets there? I don't understand how a poltergeist or ghost, if there is such a thing wants to have sex and, and literally like orgasm because she talks about that in the movie. Would it be orgasming or ectoplasmic? Ectoplasm. I mean, why? Why is that good for you, baby? <laughs> Smoking a cigarette. It's just, it's so weird. And like, if he's this entity that can do whatever he wants and hold her down, why does he need the two Asian ghosts That's what I'm to saying. hold like just if, her ankles? Yeah, why do they have to be fucking Asian? So Kinky. yeah, why would, why would, why would she, why would he need that? Um, and again, and maybe she, it's tells, not a she heat. tells the doctors that it felt like they were he was ejaculating he was inside actually, her. Yes, in, and it's in like, the movie. She, I don't think she brings that up in this story, but which it is blows kind of, my cover now because, like, I you know, me and my woman, I'm just kidding. Well, what do we uh, <laughs> let's talk about the scene where the scene, the scene where she's actually asleep, and is this the first time it happens? Um, Talk about it. No, it wasn't the first time. It was about the middle of the movie. I'm talking about the Tell the entity scene. The entity where she's actually asleep and she says he tricked her, and she actually she orgasms. Had an orgasm. Yeah, like he tricked me. How did he trick you? You were asleep. I mean, I'm not trying to like get all like personal with you guys, but I mean, I feel like it's not uncommon to have. <laughs> A wet dream it every now wet, and then. It was a wet dream. Wait, 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 everybody oh. being raped by a ghost. But I'm saying like, how much of it is that and how we much of it is... We just learned that Trent has wet dreams a how, lot. How often <laughs> do you have them? <laughs> shut up. You shut up. How often do you have them? At least how once often? a week? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying it's something that happens. Sometimes. You notice he's just like, I mean, we know Jensen, in this room. We know in this room. Confirm. It's not too uncommon to have a wet dream. You guys know, right? God damn it, Trent. The sheets are wet again. <laughs> oh, my God. They're yeah, I pee, I pee the bed sometimes. So. Okay. That's, a, that's a different kind of wet dream. Uh, what are you all talking about? <laughs> oh, we were talking about <laughs> orgasming. But anyway, but yeah, I'm I saying agree. like not, it's agree. not raining a fucking a wet dream, not raining a fucking golden shower in your bed. <laughs> but did, 
But do you think maybe that's what it was every time? Do you think it was like the lucid thing that you're thinking of? Or maybe she was having a a steamy dream, but it was kind of like she was awake and and it wasn't like something that was... The real story, though, did it ever say that any kids saw the rape? Or was it just the attack? Brian. Brian got thrown back. Brian saw something. But... No, Brian's her actual son. Yeah. Billy was her son in the movie. Brian's actual son sees her being attacked. It doesn't say that she was necessarily being raped. It just says attacked. So I don't know what that means. Maybe she I don't know if that means dreaming. like he, he, he sees her being like held down, you know, because in the movie, he notices it because she tenses up and she's like trying to like break free of something. And she keeps screaming, Billy, help me, Billy, help me. I don't know if that's how it went in the story. I just know that Brian runs over, get out my mom. And, and uh, I don't know if he did that with his fist. And when he goes to like oh, yes, try to doesn't see it. This time it was a country accent. Well, he's Hispanic. he's from California. Mm. So <laughs> well, he's Hispanic. He's got a country accent. Hey, it could be. He's like the friends of the main girl from the movie. They all talk like this. Remember yeah. her best friend? Oh, she just had this honey, sweet little honey. I believed you, Southern Belle. I'm so sorry. I told you to go see that mean old doctor. And then the random like jerk husband. Her asshole. Get Can I have some house. fucking coffee in here, please? Are you gonna fix me some coffee? I'll sh- well, honey, I'll what sure were you like saying a about her before asshole? I go to work. Her asshole. You said her asshole. A bleach. Her asshole. No, her husband. Hu- the friend's husband was like a <laughs> her asshole husband. All you uh, heard was asshole. That's all he, he said up. was her asshole. He was he sound asleep husband. on the couch, and then we said asshole, and he was like, "Whoop." <laughs> he said her asshole husband. She yeah. showed her asshole in this movie. Trent, you're about like 20 minutes too late on the time that I fell asleep. But good joke. He's talking about the multiple. They don't times know. You haven't asleep. said a word in an <laughs> hour. You said it. <laughs> he said what? When I fell asleep. Yeah. Well, so, I said they so don't my, know that you woke up. You could have been asleep this whole time. So my point is, if that boy is the only one that saw something, but we don't know if it was a actual rape. molestation or rape yeah. in front of him seeing he this. He never saw any Asians. Yeah. So my point is, though, <laughs> my point is, like going with what Trent said. Maybe she just like ate a bunch of takeout and had like an upset stomach every night. <laughs> Asian <food>. Asians. <laughs> Causing bad dreams. Blamed it on what, that. Is she having? Is she having low mane? I don't know. Every night, <laughs> maybe it's California. Oh, they can take out all the time. There's a Chinatown in in, uh, in Asia. There's a Chinatown in uh, California, right? Yeah, there's some big trouble there sometimes. <laughs> in Little China, right? Oh God, that's what I heard. I don't even know what my Finish your at thought. This point. I don't Sorry. know. I've, I've done thought and thought. <laughs> Means is our skeptic. He thinks done. it's bullcrap. I, I don't disagree. Well, with I don't. Him. I don't. I mean, I can't say it's bullcrap because it's her experience. But my point is, like, there's no actual real proof of anything except for a few people seeing stuff. People who that, want to see things so badly to fund their research. That are don't you funding think, the research. Don't you think yeah. a man-shaped oh. cloud of steam would be something that would be hard? Cloud of steam. Or what do you call it? Smoke. <laughs> mist. It's mist. Sorry. It's steamy in that That bedroom. last picture That's you showed of supposed steam. lightning bolts look like when you hit edit on your phone and you can literally take your finger and just draw lightning bolts. On it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it never, it it kinda, never explained it, that picture. It kind of looked like being, Ghostbusters when they have somebody wrapped up in that. too. But back to the steam, man. I feel like... <laughs> steam, man. Like, if you saw, like, a flash or an orb or a shadow or something like that, that'd be one thing. Maybe your mind... 
like you said, maybe you're wanting to see something so your mind plays a trick on you. But seeing like a man manifest from a cloud of mist like that is kind of I don't know. And it just his upper body. No arms, really no weird. legs. Multiple people nope. saw it. No cock. No cock. So no dick. He no was... balls. No no steel balls. On a. I'm not gonna make any jokes. Rubber. Sorry. I'm <laughs> You're treading very lightly over there. Uh, okay. Like let's you. just. Well, it's just it's a it's a touchy subject. You were letting let's... them fly before the before the episode started, and then I was you know the one that said, is. "Well, you know what it is." Like you don't want to get canceled. Sweet. Got all kinds no. of jokes tonight. We could sit here and talk about how it's this or that or it's made up, but like Mean said, it's definitely something she experienced, whether it was something physically or all in her mind. Like it's, I she mean, thought she, she was can, being raped. I mean, what do you what do you do? What do you say? She could have a mental disorder, as far as we know. We have no clue. I don't know anything about this woman. Truly, you're telling me the story as we go, and I've just seen the movie a couple times. But I think it's interesting to think that if people have this kind of trauma and they. Like, the psychiatrist kind of acted like it could be that guy. Acted mm-hmm. like it could be just trauma that she's suppressed, suppressing, and it's coming out in these manifestations in her mind that well, she, this is happening. Yeah, she's, she's even telling, excuse me, she's even telling Taff and Gaynor that she had a substance abuse problem at one point. She lives in this dilapidated house. Okay, now if she's living in this house, there could be obviously it's poor living condition. And I'm not saying it's necessarily her fault, even though she didn't really have a lot of money. She kind of had to live there. Actually, they described the house more of a shack than an actual fucking house. So, like a love shack? Love shack, baby. So, I think the issue with this is like, I don't know, like gas leak situation. I'm speculating, obviously. I have no facts. Gas leak situation. or um, We said there was like smells of like rotting corpses, basically. It could have been rodents. I feel like if if a bunch of things die underneath your house... And you're constantly smelling it and and just like sitting in it and you're you're not doing anything to clean it up and that's going on for months and it's constantly happening. Couldn't that like trigger some form of like hallucinations or psychosis, you know, like fumes or anything like that? I don't know. Again, speculation. The other I fun- mean, that that would have affected her children too, though, if it was something uh, like gas leaks and well, stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. But they claimed that they saw stuff. Yeah. They were never raped. Um, but they claim that they saw stuff all the time too, and a green mist floating around in your in your living room. Yeah, like come on now. What year was this again? Seventy four. So once again, we're talking one year after Exorcist. Yeah, that's a good point I mean, too. You gotta you gotta realize movies have extreme effects on people. Especially, especially back then. back then when it was so like fresh and new because now it's not as uncommon to see. I mean, there's thousands upon thousands of horror movies that come out like, you know, every year it feels like they may not yeah. be the biggest of budgets, but they still do. Uh, back then, like you said, I don't think it was as common. And then when you get a big blockbuster film like Exorcist that everybody's that seen. That was a huge film for 73. You're thinking like maybe after that like Massive Hysteria and then all of a sudden everybody's not... I mean, it, not Hysterical, it, it not hysteria. only brought the Catholic Catholic religion uh, higher congregation, but more people start going into the clergy after the exorcist. So the Catholic Church actually liked that the exorcist put them out there because it was because it brought their brought interest up. up. Yeah, yeah, you know, hysterical hysteria. You know, when you get that feeling, 
Yeah, you start believing. Start believing, yeah. Do you believe it? <laughs> so, another funny story about Taff is before Taff comes into the situation, when he gets this job at this university before he meets this Thelma lady, he claims that he grew up with these psychic powers. Okay? Mm-hmm. This is one of the paranormal investigators. So he gets this job by like he he says that he walks into the room, tells Thelma that, you know, well, I don't think he tells her. I think she's heard that he claims to have these gifts and she says, "Here," and gives him her keys, her car keys, and says, "Tell me what you uh what you're getting off of these." And he holds these keys and he's just like okay I feel like and he starts like describing things about her that he couldn't have possibly known and like all these like uh, in-depth characteristics of hers and situations that she's been in stuff like that all this from holding her 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 car keys right she's like oh okay you seem to be legit you're hired so she hires this guy based off this so now Taff is saying that him alone and and a lot of times like he he met he met Gaynor working in the uh in the lab i think Gaynor was like an intern or something at the at the time before he actually uh got on full time and they became like good friends so then like they actually became colleagues uh they he said that they had so many cases constantly of people like calling in and saying i need you to come investigate just like what doris did so he said that they've been to like a thousand residents right residencies been to all these places he said most of the time it turned out to be bull crap and residencies res- or residences is. okay um so it's like they're doing their doctorate all of a sudden on <laughs> okay it's amazing how much you come alive when you want to shit on me so <laughs> i want to be said, clear he said he said that um don't you fucking crunch that chip <laughs> So he says that he talks to a thousand people in these situations. You know, he doesn't get one fucking read out of all of them. None. (laughs) The man who held this lady's keys and got all this information, he says all these other ones turn out to be bullshit and none of the situations he goes to, they never catch anything on film, never catch anything on camera, never see anything. It all turns out to be a big waste. However... They're funded, so the university pays for all this stuff. So they basically get like these free vacations to go out and do this investigation for a few days we at a time. We're, we're, in, we're in the wrong profession. So essentially, what happens is, okay, when nothing's happening here, we're gonna pack up, leave. Taff and Gainer go out to Doris's house, thinking, okay, she's claiming to see something. This is a, just another another day for us, right? And then like she claims like, and then when she brings up the the raping and the and the tiny Asians and everything. They're like, fuck, yeah. This is clearly a psychological problem. We're going to refer you to a psychologist. And you need to go talk to this guy. And she doesn't dispute this at first. She, she was like, oh, okay. All right. Well, thanks for coming by. And again, like a week to like a week and a half later, she calls saying like, oh, this is happening now. You got to get over here. And, and they're not like, well, did you go see the psychologist? Like, we've already been there once. We know the situation. Like, I guess what I'm saying is, why would they go back? Even though she she's claiming something else is happening, he claims that they thought she was full of shit to begin with and always yeah. had. But you're going to go back? 
Or yeah. just curiosity, or it's just one of those things where it's like, well, we get paid for it. This is all we got. There. I mean, yeah, we ain't got nothing else to do. We're just sitting in the lab. If they get just, a, it's like the Bigfoot hunters. They could get your interest up just enough to where they could keep on Bigfoot hunting. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. So, I mean, is there more to the story besides that? No, not really. It kind of tapers off to where, like I said, that they stop going to the house eventually because, like, they've. They said that the uh, situations have died down, that she's not being raped anymore. She ended up moving, didn't she? But it still happened for a while, but then it... Yeah. The end of the movie said it That's still what the end of the movie said. To this yeah. day, but, but it's just said, not as frequently. Or and something. I think she died in like 99 or something like that. Because that would have been 80, well, not 81 day. when they filmed it. Came out in 80. Yeah, the movie says that when she moved that she still had experiences that the raping had stopped, but she was still experiencing like little things and then... Basically, her kids were saying, like, ah, it's, you know, it's basically become second nature to us. It's just, you know, you just, you just kind of deal with it. You just go through it. It is what it is. So it's become like a normal day, like part of their routine. It's kind of the way she, like, was in the movie. She was just going to accept it. Yeah, that was kind of fucked up, too, right? Where she's yeah. just like, I'm just going to give in to him. I'm not going to fight him anymore. Then she immediately so fights let's, him. So let's imagine we, we've kind of. I wouldn't say debunked. We didn't debunk anything, but we just kind of crapped on the story a little bit and didn't believe it. Let's imagine it was real. That would be like rape is one of the probably the most traumatic things women or men can go through, right? I mean, that's pretty traumatic. Agreed. And you get raped by something you cannot see, touch, fight back against, or anything. Of Asian descent. Or what? Or prove. Yeah. Well, there's that too, yeah. So, and it happens over and over just randomly whenever he wants it. So, psychologically, that's got to mess you up. So, if I mean, if, it's a, if it is a true story, and I can't say, I mean, I can't say it's not a true story. It's her right. story. That's messed up that's like one of the worst hauntings i can imagine it's fucked up regardless because even if it's not real if it's not happening it's not real okay she thinks it's real psychological which means it's still it's happening every day regardless of whether it's happening and then how do you explain the bruising does she do it to herself even if she does it to herself it's still painful it's like a cutter she clearly doesn't remember doing it or she does but I, i don't think she does I don't. I really don't think she does. I think that psychologically something would be wrong to, with her to where she doesn't remember bruising herself, and because of this, she believes this this facade. And if not, I don't think she would go out of her way to uh, to kind of blow this up. Now, here's the other side to this. She lives in a can twice twice condemned dilapidated house, four boys on her own, no help from the father. You know where I'm going with this? She we gets always... these paranormal researchers to come in. The story blows up. Maybe she thinks she's going to make some money off of it from tabloids and 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 yeah. uh, and uh, uh, news news crews and shit. Any like way that. you look at it, whether it's real or fake, it's a sad story because it this is. woman's trauma or cry for help is there and it's real. Mm-hmm. And it, so even if, even if she, even if she made the whole thing up and it wasn't happening in her mind she just made it up for the publicity that's still a traumatically sad story because she's in a bad situation to where she's trying to find a way to get 
something out of it. It means you've you've said this time and time again on this podcast alone, if not like just in your lifetime, but you said back then especially that coming forward with information like this usually did more harm than it did good. Mm-hmm. And it usually made their lives worse Yeah. after coming forward with something like this. So you take a bad situation, a very bad situation, and then you 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 tell people and nobody believes you and again you become like the town crier the town like drunk so to say because like i said she had her issues with drugs and alcohol uh, i'm pretty sure it was i'm pretty sure alcohol was involved i know drugs were they definitely mentioned drugs several times throughout the story so you mentioned you like throw all this in together and it's just like it's it's gotta like be worse for her after this yeah and especially since like all this stuff is happening, but at the same time, the other, the other side of the coin is they make a movie off this. You would imagine she would get some sort of royalties, right? I don't know how that works. You didn't use her name. I mean, didn't they write a? There was a book or something written about. There this, was right? a book. Yeah. So I mean, whoever owns the rights to that book would have got the royalties. I'm sure because they would have had to buy the rights from the book owner. But in order to write the book, would the author have would it, would the author have a contract with the person telling the story too, to where they would get anything that the book would make? I'm I'm not sure how that works either. Right. I don't know if you guys knew. All right, starting with means, if that's okay, let's 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 rate this one. I would give this movie probably a seven, six and a half to seven. Obviously, you're not going to give it a rating. <laughs> I'm not. Off of the it story, off of the story that we told, would you give the? Would you give it? To me? I don't want to do that either. <laughs> like Mean said, we can't say that the story's not true because it's her story, it's her experience. It's her word. Against personally, I feel it. like it's crap. Right? Do you think there's a possibility that it is true, but it's embellished and and it is kind of psychological in her head, and she she probably should have got more help? That's leading the witness. I object. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Overruled yeah. or sustained? Uh, overruled. <laughs> ah. <laughs> All yeah, right. I do feel like it was probably something going on in her head that she just kind of ran with. I just don't understand why the kids would like agree with it. I understand why the the professors would, right. would be saying like yes. Oh, they have an interest power in of it. suggestion, maybe. I mean, maybe. I mean. If if you're seeing your mom writhing on a bed screaming, like, I mean, what do you think? It's something's going on. You're you're thinking something. Yeah, you're crazy. You're going to be on. traumatized seeing some yeah. shit like that too. And, and you're going to want to believe your mom. She tells yeah, you. right. And you're going to want to. But believe the her. the oldest kid said he got knocked across the room in real mm-hmm. life. So, who knows? I don't know. I mean, it could be real. I am also going to give this movie a seven. I honestly like wanted to give it a little bit higher, but. Uh, the music wasn't terrible throughout the movie, but when the when the demon or ghost or entity, as you want to call it, whatever you want to call it, showed up, that was some of the worst sound effects that I had ever heard. And again, I know it was 70s. I just don't understand like why it had to sound like that. You know what I mean? Like it, that was the worst it was part. It kind of it kind of they should have known better. It kind of turned me. It, take, it takes it takes it. it, 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 it sounds that sounds. Almost identical. It takes you out of 
the scene and what's yeah. going on. Like it's supposed to be tense and scary, but I then that the music guys, kicks in, and I'm just like, I'm like, I it's think more the annoying. Guy put the put the soundtrack together was thinking this is going to make people's blood pressure and nerves go up, like the anxiety go the anxiety up. But it needs up. to build. It doesn't need to just come. Yeah, like. But also, I think, because I, <laughs> I read it, I read on here where it said it was almost like he wanted the music to attack you like the ghost. Or the I've entity. got no issues with that because we've mentioned Juan a hundred times, James. Um, Your buddy. Oh, oh Jimmy. Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy. Yeah, we Juan. know him. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Um, personal friend of the show. So, he he has cited several times that he believes in using sounds and music to build tension mm-hmm. and anxiety because he wants to... He wants to instill like natural fear into you. He doesn't want to rely on jump scares and all this all the time. He'll use it, but not he doesn't rely on it. And I feel like I get what you're saying that 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 guy was saying like, oh, this is what I wanted to do. And I'm not saying he didn't throughout the rest of the movie, but that sound effect was so unnecessary and just like when she's going to her doctor's just over and over too. Yeah, though. it was just so repetitive. When she's going to her doctor's appointment, she's in the car and it makes that noise, and all of a sudden, like her brakes don't work. She's like, "Mother of God!" I don't think she actually screams that, but still, like. And then the uh, psychiatrist is like, "Oh, you tried to kill yourself." It's like, what? Well, also by just like cueing that song every time, it almost ruins any sort of suspense of what's about to happen. Like when she's in the car and that music kicks in, you don't even know what the hell's happening yet, but you know, oh, well, something's... He's going to try to kill her. He's gonna, and yeah. again, when I hear that why sound, would he kill his girl on the side? You know what I'm saying? Like, why is he trying to kill her? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense either. Unless he if was He just, rapes her all the time, but then that one scene he tries to kill her. I guess, like, in my mind, I was thinking maybe he, he wasn't was, necessarily trying to kill her. He was trying to scare her away from going to see the psychiatrist. Maybe, but here's the thing too. At one point, they make it like they want you to believe that they want you to believe like that the that she's haunted, right? And then at one point, they want you to think like the house is haunted. Okay, that the entity is tied to the house, not to the person. Because she comes back and is afraid to go in. But why? It follows her to the friend's house too, doesn't it? Or does it? No, it does. No, it does that one time. She stays. She stays there, and then all the windows and everything blow up. Yeah. She stays so with the, the Southern friend, Belle, friend. Yeah, the guy comes in, what the hell? <laughs> What'd she do to my windows? Jerk husband. And she's like, Jemadada, you saw it. Oh, the All these windows are busted, and I George. still don't got my coffee. Where's my coffee? That's all he cares about. Where's my super suit? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I thought uh, I thought that was kind of funny that, uh, that I guess it was like following her, not necessarily the house. Now, again, in the original story, it, it only took place in the house from what I know. Yeah. It didn't say anything about her going to anybody's house and like weird shit happening. Well, it definitely attached to her in the movie, but what to me the movie had some really cool elements like of surprise with at the beginning, especially when when it came to her minus the music, but then like towards the end when they were trying to trap it, they used such a weird way to try to trap it. They make an entire replica of her house in a old gym and then like which I found funny too yeah. because the ghost see, wouldn't it, know the, better the, 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 the ghost yeah. seemed like an intelligent entity yeah so it's like we're gonna try to trick it into thinking you're not home it's like yeah. what the you fuck just look you up about? and you can see you're in like a big warehouse yeah yeah well not only that but it's like it's it's hinted and nodded like several times that this thing is intelligent and follows her wherever follows she goes follows her wherever she goes so why would you need to trick you it in she would be like well, why do we need all this why would you just need put to me trick in a bed and it's gonna try rape me exactly why would you need to trick it it did try to rape her it did rape her in her bathroom that time too. That's when the 
Asians first showed up, I think. <laughs> or the little people. The little people, yeah. They weren't Asian in the movie. The Which, by the way, I have gnomes. to say, you got to be a really good poltergeist friend to be, that's all your job is, to hold his get her. He's like, hey, guys, we got to go do this again. Oh, again? i got to hold her left leg again? Maybe they were gay. Maybe we could just take turns. <laughs> they were together. Maybe. What, oh, what were they doing? Not with when they were with her. They were somebody else's house. Is what it was. They were off with each other. We're not here to do something. So at the end, I'm glad you brought that up. So at the I hope end, we don't offend anybody with this episode. <laughs> I thought we are. We love you all. The horror you know podcast is not. So if we're gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to record a real disclaimer. We're just gonna. Play There's it some at sensitive times. subjects here that I feel like I mean, we we're we're on other episodes. Yeah, we're making true. light, but at the same time, we know it's a serious subject. So at the end of the movie, um, when they trapped the ghost and tried to, tried to, and that <laughs> and failed, he's agreeing. He's like, oh, I remember. <laughs> and that block of ice, Titanic iceberg. So like it like breaks out, and I love when like they turn to the the other psychiatrist guy, and she's like, "We have a witness," and he was like, oh, "I don't know." He turned into a. Have you guys ever seen The Lady Killers with Tom Hanks? <laughs> He's like, oh, madam, I'm not quite certain I heard anything at all. <laughs> so that guy's like, I'm not sure I really saw anything. And she's like, you bastard. He's just cleaning his glasses constantly. It's just what like, okay, this? so what about the other witnesses? What about There's the other doctor? Yeah. What about the doctor that ran in and grabbed the her? psychiatrist. Which, by the way, again. How did he fall in love with her that quick? Because well, he that, seemed like he loved her at the end. That how did yeah. they run into that room? How did they run into? In the how did he run into? Well, that those tanks exploded and were spraying everywhere. Yeah. And when they get out, him and her are drenched. Yeah. They're wet. Yeah. How should is that be, possible? Should be frozen. Yes, exactly. Like Terminator Two. <laughs> so that didn't make any sense. The. <laughs> The big thing of ice reminded me of like when you go to like a Six Flags when you're little and you go to like a Mr. Freeze ride and it's the fake snow caps and everything. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's, it just looked so fake. It was like the worst, like, I don't know. It that was. whole idea at the end of the movie of how they were going to trap that ghost was we're stupid. We're going to spray it with nitrogen? Like, wait a minute. This is the coldest stuff on earth. And he and he does that, but then he shatters it like it didn't really shatter either. It just yeah. kind of broke. Crumble, crumbled. Crumbled. Oh my God. I want yeah. you to have this. <laughs> Thank you. It gave me a gift. <laughs> the fuck? Anyway. In conclusion. Like a witchcraft stick. <laughs> I put a spell on Fucking you. cat, man. In conclusion, I really did like the movie, but there, there was... Obviously, some nitpicks at it. It, it, well, like you would have with any movie. Um, Barbara Hershey, I have to say, is she's a really, really good actress in most of the films she's in. I agree. Like, there's very few movies I've seen her in that she's bad. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't think it was the the acting, and then the the male doctor Ron Silver, maybe? Silver. Like he was good too. I thought I thought the acting was very well done in this movie. Again, not sure I believe the story. And the ghost and the two little people? Mm. Excellent. Mm. Excellent. Pristine. Now, let's okay. I will say, though, the ghost said one thing in the whole movie, and it was really creepy. The very what? end. Mm-hmm. Remember what he says? Gunt. Welcome home, Gunt. 
Which, by that the was way, really that was very random, too. Because it does. It, yeah, well, not Why only, he would talk all of a sudden? I don't have a problem with that, but he slams the door and says, Welcome home, cunt, right? That was. Like, that oh, was shit, a, that's intense. That's a intense. And then ending. she walks over and opens the door and runs out, and it's all sunny and nice, and she goes out and gets her kids, and it's a happy moment. It's like, oh, What the fuck? She's I guess it was her. Yeah, she's accepting it, resigning herself to it. Not letting, not letting him cunt. own her or control her life, I guess, even though he still has his way with her. I don't know. It was kind of a weird ending. Kind so, of sad. So yeah. on IMDb, me and Trent were talking earlier, and he was looking up some IMDb stuff. The uh, the breast, let's just get into it. <laughs> the, bre- the breast squeeze The fondle scene. scene. There's a couple of them in there, but the, the very first one's kind of shocking. Made it look like the uh, ghost was fondling her breasts naked in front of people. And they did a full chest plate and legs for her. And she was down under it. And they used like suction to pull down the skin of the breast so it okay. looks like fingers on the breast. Are so you telling me cool. those weren't her real breast and bush? <sighs> Not in that scene. No. In the shower scene it was. Okay. Yeah. All right. Barbara Hershey went all out for that one. Uh, but that that's kind of interesting that uh, they did that and actually showed it on film. And, you know, she's a famous actress and would get nude for this film. So that's now, was pretty she, interesting. Was she a big-name actor, actress, actress, actress at that time? She's been in a couple movies before this, but I don't know if she was as big as she got later on. But, I mean, she got quite a few roles in the mid-'80s. You know, I think, was it Tender Mercies? Was she in that? I can't remember. She's in Hoosiers, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, that pretty much wraps up my story on the true story and how we felt about the movie. So, yeah. Anybody else got anything they want to add before we sign off here? Other than, please, God, for the love of God, buy our merch. It came out in the eighty in 1982 to 3. And the same year, Poltergeist and E.T. both came out. They were both successful films about ghosts or poltergeists well E.T. wasn't but like <laughs> poltergeists and E.T. kind of ruled the box office Damn that summer Spielberg. Is what I'm and Entity did not get a lot of money but apparently. What, what was poltergeist rated was it R? it was R was it? okay well it would have been PG-13 probably back then but I think this one was rated R back a lot of then cussing too, and everything yeah. else I don't think PG-13 came around until the late 80s well, it, was probably, it was probably PG then but it would but, be an R today um, right, but I guess, I guess I guess my point is like if that was PG back then and this was R back then, wouldn't the PG movie have probably made better. more? Yeah, for just that reason alone, probably. Well, I mean, it had. I think it just had a different type of concept to Poltergeist. It was a little more palatable to the audiences. I mean, this is literally rape scenes. So, even though we didn't see the actual rape, rape, it was right there in front of you. Martin Scorsese says it's one of the scariest horror films of all time. Yep. Mm. And uh, the soundtrack that we've griped about Cinema. was also used, part of that was used in Inglorious Bastards. Huh. And what else? There was another one. I didn't know that. Jesus. <laughs> That's what I'd call a fun huh. fact. Inglorious <laughs> Bastards and... What's wrong with you? Let me see. Are you talking about the main music that we were hating on? Apparently. I I haven't watched Inglorious Bastards yeah, in a long time, but I like remember when the Nazis were coming and it sounded like washer and dryer banging into each other. That was the sound of the tanks driving into. 
It just says a major part of the, the soundtrack. And also in the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh. It was used as background music. No shit. Uh, another fun fact on this is after the premiere, teenagers started sarcastically entitling the movie The End Titty. No shit. <laughs> no, right we did that first. Come on. We were the first to think of that. We were cooler. <laughs> the horror you know. The end titty. All right. Well, that pretty much wraps it up. Like I said, go check out our merch store. Uh believe it's going to be in the details of this podcast. And there's a link they click on, correct? Yeah. Yeah. If they don't know where it is by now, they ain't buying anything. <laughs> there's some cool stuff on there, man. There's some shot glasses with a cool logo. If you haven't seen the logo, which I'm sure you probably have, because if you go to click on this podcast, you'll see that we have two different logos. We'll make a shirt of the breastplate they made. There you go. Like wear have a suction shirt. I'm not doing that <laughs> at all. Not even for a thousand likes. No. Subscribe. And it'll have like something in it that moves. <laughs> oh <my laughs> like milking. Some sort of mechanism. Oh my god. All right. Well, anyway, that sums it up. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying Ian. To get out of here so fast. Oh, I'm Darren. <laughs> and I'm still talking about the breastplate. No, I'm just kidding. You want one? I'm, don't you? I'm Trent. Take well, you one. sound so disappointed I about take being one. Trent. A breastplate. Sure. Well, we're we're gonna have a T-shirt with nipple belts from the Egg Gein. Is that close <laughs> We're still enough? waiting on it. Still waiting on it. A T-shirt or an actual belt? We could make an actual belt, but I was thinking a T-shirt with like so Egg Gein's my hero, only, and then it's got a nipple belt. There's only the eight bottom. nipples among us. I don't know if that'll make a whole belt or not. <laughs> Wait, we're not using our actual fucking nipples, are we? I'm not using my own nipples. Then how is it a nipple belt? <laughs> you don't you don't have a nipple guy? I got a, I got a source. In the dead of night, when the moon is high, and the shadows dance, evil will rise.